There are many ways people listen to Vision, including DAB Plus Digital Radio. If you're in Greater Sydney, Melbourne or Brisbane and have a digital radio receiver in your car or home, you'll find Vision Christian Radio on the station list. If you're visiting one of these cities and hiring a car, there's a good chance it will have a DAB receiver and you'll be able to enjoy vision with exceptional sound quality while you drive around. If you don't already own a DAB receiver, you'll find many models, including clock radios at electronic retailers for under $100. To find out more about vision on digital radio and whether you're within the broadcast footprint, see vision.org.au slash DAB. However, and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, you may be up to date on the latest developments in the UK where the National Health Service there we're forced to shut down the Tavistock Transgender Clinic. Now, around the world, this is being seen as a game-changer in the transgender debate over puberty blockers and medicalising children and young people who are confused over gender. Andrew McColl is Family Voice Australia Queensland State Director, and joining us today, Andrew, welcome along to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Andrew, is there a turning of the tide with these latest developments that have been coming out of the UK? Well, I would hope that there's a turning of the tide. I I know that I'm, I'm glad for what's happened over at Tavistock in England, and that's a very positive development. I'm still waiting to see any response from the medical people here in Australia. Uh, we, we have seven state and federal ministers and health departments right around Australia, but nothing is being said to my knowledge at the moment. That's interesting because it appears to be, as you're reflecting, Australian ministers and senior officials going headlong along this whole transgender ideology. Is that the way you'd see things have been happening in Australia? Well, it seems to be the case, and... The the matter of transgender has been raised now for quite some time. There is a, a doctor by the name of John Whitehall who, in June this year, sent a document to the then... Well, no, no, it was actually fairly early in the year. He wrote to the then Federal Health Minister and concerning the, the fact that there were major challenges happening with the transgender debate and wh- and how children were being treated in hospitals and other places. But he, he got no response to his inquiry. So there's something kind of lacking here in Australia at the moment so far as state departments are concerned and federal departments as well. The Tavistock Clinic in the UK, and you might have a fuller story here, but uh, what's happened there with their forced uh, uh, need to close it down, that is sig- sending a signal around the world. How do you understand the story as it's unfolded to date? Well, what I, what I do know is that, is that uh, uh, there was a movement um, there to operate on children almost willy-nilly. There, there were no records kept. There, were, there was very little evidence of what was actually happening, even though 
lots of children had gone through that place. So it is a good thing that it's been, in my opinion, that it's been closed down. And where we have a problem here from our perspective in, in family voice is that once people get away from a biblical definition of things like family, then we, we find ourselves in a chaotic situation. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, God created man at his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. So male and female are from creation. Male and female are also from conception. Uh, males and females are obviously different. Uh, and the, the next verse of Genesis says, God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Now, people don't or cannot be fruitful and multiply unless they are male and female. That's that's the fundamental issue. This is not rocket science. This, this is just biology, and this is biblical biology. So when we try and set aside the scriptural teaching about marriage and family, it creates chaos and drama, and I think the transgender thing is a matter of chaos and drama, and that's got us to where we are today. The chaos and drama no doubt comes from uh, the thought that children uh, as young as 10 or 12 uh, can be given puberty blockers, uh, which changes their whole adult outlook uh, with the complete ignorance around the fact that there can be later regret. So uh, this is the interesting thing here, isn't it? That sometimes we think, well, adults can make their own decision, but Who's going into bat for the children? So this idea of having later regret seems to be something that gets ignored by the ideologists uh, who are running these sorts of things. Well, this is the thing, Neil, and our problem uh, comes back to the fact that these puberty blockers haven't been properly tested. You know, to administer them without clear evidence of their long-term impact seems highly irresponsible to me. And it goes back to this idea, it's really a, a hard left uh, Marxist view that people are basically plastic. They can be moulded this way or that way on the whim of anybody, possibly that person, when in fact male and female is from creation and from conception. You just can't make a male into a female or a female into a male. It just doesn't work that way. And to my knowledge, no one has ever been able to accomplish that. So when when teenage children get the idea that I'd rather be the opposite sex, well, it's it's a, a most unfortunate view to hold about themselves. And frankly, it doesn't work. And the attempts that have been made, and they're, and they're pretty grim and they're frankly pretty gruesome, the, 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 these attempts that have been made to to surgically operate on children, um, they are sad indeed. And as you're you're already inferring, the, the long term consequences are often irreversible. You just can't go back to how the child was before surgery. So 
this is where we're at in this whole debate. I wonder whether it's the doctors or the clinics involved or whether it goes further to governments being on shaky ground, uh, treating people (laughs) under 18 on the public health system, because what appears to be happening with the Tavistock Clinic is that there's something like a thousand people involved in a class action there. So the courts are going to be overwhelmed with all sorts of cases around this sort of thing. Any thoughts here on the legalities and uh, who gets sued when you've got a difficulty to, to face? Well, it's a, it's, a massive, it's a massive issue that will be dealt with in time. Obviously, we have the, the, the Hippocratic Oath in, in many parts of the world, which has tended, unfortunately, to kind of lapse of late, so I understand. But that basically says, do the patient no harm. Now, I don't understand how a doctor can or a surgeon can view a, a teenage boy or girl who is perfectly healthy and well, biologically speaking, and think it is going to be in that person's best interests to operate on their body in terms of their, their sexual capabilities. That, to me, seems to be in, in total violation of do the patient no harm. Now, that is going to create, or as you're already suggesting, a minefield of, of court cases. We, what, what's really happened here, Neil, is the ideology of transgender has gone ahead in leaps and bounds. And as someone said a long time ago, uh, error is a halfway around the world before truth gets its boots on. What, what's happened is the error has gone, rushed ahead and said, yeah, let's do this and let's do that. And do you want to be a boy? Fine. You want to be a girl? Fine. And without really considering the implications of this, it is horrific. And um, so we've got this scenario still working out, still legal in our own country of Australia. And we've got seven health ministers so far sitting on their hands, to my knowledge, not making any changes to this. And so we need a very firm voice from Christian people, firstly, to articulate the facts and say this is going to have to stop. It seems to be the Christians are the only ones who want to stand up for the kids and the Christians are wanting to stand up for the doctors because because of gender ideology, doctors don't feel that they can highlight the real risks due to the procedures that they perform. And so technically here, and this is what's happening in Australia in a number of states, they have to lie to their patients. And so we can only, uh, we can only just... Uh, imagine the harm that is happening to the trust that we all might have in our medical institutions. Any thoughts here on just how wide the ramifications go there because trust in our doctor is being undermined by these sorts of activities? Well, this is right. Now, we've got this situation of working out, as you said, and we've got doctors who, through the the medical system of Medicare, etc., they're funded by a government department. Now, if the leaders of that department, if the bureaucrats, if the minister, etc., have taken on board the whole transgender 
ideology, then they're going to be predisposed to this viewpoint and saying to the doctor, well, why aren't you doing what these people want? Now, fortunately, there is a certain cohort of doctors who are standing their ground now, and that is a good thing. And I recently heard of a, a psychiatrist, an Australian by the name of Philip Morris, who said, are doctors to be regarded as purely technical handmaidens of those who want to go in a certain direction? If that's the case, we're not operating ethically. Now, I'm glad that he and many, many others are resisting these trends to just jump in boots and all to the idea of, of surgery based on a, on a teenage child's whim. And that is good, and that's to be encouraged. Um, but, it, it, but it isn't always the case, and because they're funded by the, the, uh, the medical departments, it, this does bring pressure upon them. So in the UK, the National Health Service is politicised, and that's clearly uh, because these sorts of decisions are not based on biological science. They're more afraid of being seen as discriminatory. But, of course, the latest, uh, the report that I read this morning a little earlier, Andrew, uh, uh, was suggesting that the National Health Service in the UK is ignoring the closure of the Tavistock Centre and promoting what they call now a trans-allyship, uh, the sort of working in partnership with the trans community. Have you heard anything around those sorts of uh, issues about uh, the NHS uh, ignoring the closure of the Tavistock Centre? I haven't caught up with that latest piece of information, Neil. That, that may very well be the case. And I could believe that there would be some people in the UK who would very much resist this. It's an ideology. I don't mind ideologies. I mean, hey, that's fine so long as they're sensible ones and they're biblically based ones. Where we have problems with ideology is where it gets way off the rails and the best interests of people, in the, in the context of medicine, of course, where, where the best interests of people is uh, are not being con considered. So we've got ourselves a, a, a group of people who've got involved in something in this and they are standing their ground and resisting change. Well, okay, they're resisting it, they're entitled to their opinion, but they're also drawing on government funds in the process and that's going to create some problems for the taxpayer and it's going to create some problems for the the medical staff and, and the, the, the whole health department dealing with this matter, but they've got to get it resolved. You've got politicians afraid to speak up. Uh, you've got doctors afraid to tell the truth. Uh, you've got the media. Uh, Detransitioning stories are emerging, and uh, more and more of those you can see if you're looking at different media uh, outlets. They're finally starting to filter some of those stories through. But mainstream media appears to have been very reluctant to present this argument that children will have later regrets. Any thoughts here on the media, Andrew? Well, that's been a part of the problem, Neil, and there has been, as you said, that, that resistance in mainstream media to publicise these issues. Uh, fortunately, if one goes and looks around a bit, we can find this, and there have been a number of uh, people like Bernard Lane, who has been a very assiduous journalist in, in detailing some of these things that have been done and, and how people 
have been treated, this, not, not just their teenage children in particular, but also their parents or teenage children. And, and he, Bernard Lane, in The Australian some time ago, uh, this year I think it was, spoke about a mother in New South Wales whose 18-year-old, sorry, 16-year-old daughter decided that she wanted to be a male. And so this, this went ahead. So she says, when I went to the hospital the next day and asked to see my daughter, I was told I had a son and there was a male name above her bed. I said, this is ridiculous. And was then called a hateful parent, bigoted and transphobic. I was told I had a live son and a dead daughter. Now, we, we get ourselves into some terrible problems with transgender ideology. As I said, it's chaotic. It is tragic about young people in particular. And this is where, and I appreciate, uh, I quoted earlier that uh, Philip Morris, the Australian psychiatrist, who also said the doctor must be convinced that the positives outweigh the negatives of the treatment on offer. If they don't do that, they are not operating as an ethical doctor. So what we really need here is, is doctors who are prepared to be governed by the Hippocratic Oath, which simply says, do the patient no harm. And I imagine when you talk about doctors who are banding together, I, I guess part of that is going to be the Christian Medical and Dental Fellowship of Australia. Uh, we talk to them from time to time, have spoken to them about this sort of issue. And for uh, those uh, listeners who might be connected in any way uh, with the medical fraternity, uh, that would be a way you could connect uh, with a group of doctors who are, in fact, uh, much more aware and uh, outspoken on these issues. Uh, just coming back as we just tidy off the ends of our conversation, because sometimes people think that Christians are outspoken just because we have some sort of different ideology ourselves. Of course, we actually stand on something that gives us a foundation for truth, the understanding of a transcendent God who has created humanity in his image, the thing that gives us dignity and a level of nobility and even differentiation, male and female, a powerful position to stand on. It's a good, strong foundation, but a lot of Christians are not necessarily recognizing that foundation and being confident in what God has done. A quick thought from you, Andrew, around Christians standing firm and being strong because we have a great foundation in our faith. Well, this is the important thing to for us to be confident about, and um, you know, the, Paul tells us to be confident of this one thing: that uh, that he that has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. We are to be confident people. We are to be people who are full of faith, and that means full of faith in God's word that it is true, and that we have been created male and female for a reason, for his purpose, and that has implications for all of our life and beyond life into eternity. Well, Family Voice Australia, standing up for the kids, standing with a family voice. Let me just point listeners to familyvoice.org.au, the website of Family Voice Australia. They'll often have campaigns that are running that you might be able to support. Familyvoice.org.au. Andrew McColl is Family Voice Australia Queensland State Director. Andrew, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. Nice talking to you. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.